0: You're listening to the Refinery Church Podcast. Each message comes from our Saturday night service in Brea, California. We pray these messages will build your faith and encourage you today. What are some verbs that you could come up with right now? Uh, Some acts running. There's a good one. What's another one? Hopping. What? Jumping. Jumping. Chewing. Sniffing. Refining. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) can. Run, fly, jump, give, share, and love. Love is a verb. It's an action word. And whatever the word, whatever the verb is, it's describing doing. Everybody say doing. doing. It's all about doing. And that's what a verb is. It, it describes the doing that takes place. Verb is action. And it's about doing. So our focus for the next few weeks is going to be on doing everybody say doing Doing. it's about doing and we have a theme verse that we're going to be hitting on for the next few weeks and i'll come back to it but let's open up the night with the reading of god's word let's charge this atmosphere with god's word and i'm going to read follow along on the screen with me from the book of james chapter 1 verses 22 through 25 here i go follow along with me on the screen would you but don't just listen to god's word You must do, everybody say do. Do. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourself. For if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away, and you forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law, that is God's word, the Bible, that sets you free And if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. Father God, in the name of Jesus Christ, bless your word and the reading of your word that it would accomplish what you have desired and destined it to do in this congregation and in this community for this generation. In Jesus' name, amen. The New King James, uh, the New King James version of of this uh, uses these words in verse 22. It says, um, be doers of the word, not just hearers only. Everybody say doer. 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 Say it again. Doer. Doer. The Bible is telling us to be doers, not just hearers of the word. So our our series on frequency was come and learn how to hear what God is saying. But, But simply hearing isn't enough. You got to do something with what you've heard. You got to do something about what you've heard. You got to be a dooner, doer, a doer. We see in scripture that it's not enough to simply hear God speak. There needs to be an appropriate response. Amen. Amen. The Holy Spirit through the writings of James gives us an illustration to help illustrate the point or a metaphor you might say of a person who listens and doesn't do as compared to a person who listens and does and he uses an illustration that is relevant to today he talks about a mirror mirror back then did the same thing that it does now it's the same does the same job it helps you look at a mirror inside of a mirror or at a mirror and go yeah, got a few more lines, a few more gray hairs for some of us, a few less hairs. A mirror does the job of showing you how things really are. Um, he says there in verse 23, if you listen to the word and don't obey, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself, you walk away and you forget what you look like for the person who hears but does nothing about it. It's like looking in a mirror and forgetting what you saw. Now, mirrors can be pretty brutal, can't they? How many of you guys don't like your mirror? Amen. <laughs> yeah, I got one of those mirrors right here. Now, I have a very prominent nose. I have a distinguished nose. But when I look in this mirror, it's all nose right there. And that is a scary sight right there. I think Botox was invented because of these mirrors right here. That's what what I think. This is is a dangerous thing. Um, But it gives a great illustration of how we're supposed to respond to God's Word. Because it's foolish to look into a mirror and see, oh, there's a piece of broccoli in my tooth. Ah, I'm just going to leave it there for later. I mean, that's just foolishness right there. You know, you don't need a, a later snack. Get that thing out of there. Looking at these mirrors gives us an example of of what really is taking place, and it causes us to reflect and respond accordingly. It's like the person who hears the effects about good food, right? They know the effects of eating right. They hear about it, they read about it, and what exercise does. And and then he hears the reports on diabetes, and, and he hears about how obesity. Can kill a person at an early age and take him out of a game. But what does he do? He just keeps sucking down his sodas. He just keeps sitting on the couch, munching on his chips, and doing nothing about it. He looks in the mirror and he doesn't like what he sees, but he does nothing because he doesn't want to change his habits. He doesn't want to change and be a little uncomfortable. He doesn't realize the brutal facts. Like I said a week or two ago, if you eat too much fat, greasy food, you become a fat, greasy dude. That's just the reality. He needs to be a doer. Everybody say doer. 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 He needs to be a doer. God's word is that mirror. God's word is that mirror for us. Physically, spiritually, relationally, emotionally. It's that mirror for us. And it can show us how we are, how we truly are. And it can show us the things where we need to change. If we'll hear and do. Everybody say do. do. I want us all to be doers. I want Refinery Church to be known as a place of doers, not just hearers. Not just religious hearers that come in, check off the box, and move on. But to be doers who are making a difference in, in their families' lives, in their neighbors' lives, in this community. We need a church that's Doing what God has said to do. Amen? Amen. And that's who we want to be. Take a look at, uh, if we look, I'm sorry, hold on a second. If we look into it, sometimes we don't like how, what we see. And so oftentimes we, we take out God's word and we begin to read and we begin to hear God challenging us. And we go, yeah, and you know what? I don't, I don't like that. I don't like that. I'm not going to read that anymore. It's like looking in the mirror. I don't want to look in that mirror anymore because I don't like how old I'm looking. I don't like how much hair I don't have anymore. I'm just not going to look in the mirror anymore. That's avoiding the truth. It's avoiding the truth. Other times, we can look into it, and it can challenge us in a good way and cause us to become the person God has called us and envisioned us to be. If we'll do what He says to (coughs) do. Other times... Your perspective on who you are is skewed and you need to look into God's word to realize who you now are in Jesus Christ. That you are a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. You are a child of the living God. And you need to look into the word of God and realize, man, that's who I am and, and begin to rise up with more confidence. You see, looking into the mirror, of God's word isn't just challenging and causing us to begin to make course corrections, but it's also there to encourage us and to help us run into the destiny God has has called us to. So why do we do it? Why do we want to be doers and not just hearers? Because there's a blessing of being a doer. There's a blessing. Take a look at the rest of that verse. Verse 25. But if you look carefully into the perfect law, that is God's word, That sets you free. Everybody say free. Free. See, that's what it does. It sets us free to be who God's created us to be. And if you do what it says and don't forget what you've heard, then God will bless you for doing it. See, freedom comes from doing. Freedom comes from doing what God says. Blessings come from doing what God says. That's why we need to be doers and not just hearers only. Here's here's another place where Jesus himself talks about the importance of doing. This is Jesus himself. These are Jesus's words. When I read it in the Bible, they're all red. So I know that that's what Jesus said because the red is what Jesus said. That's what I learned when I was young. And so take a look at Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27. He says this. Therefore, Whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them. Everybody say does. Does. And does them. I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain descends and the flood comes and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall. For it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended. The floods came and the wind blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. I love how the New King James Version makes that emphasis. Not only did it fall, but it was a great fall. I mean, simply put, simply to sum this up, if you hear and don't do, your life's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess. I live down by the beach. Haven't, haven't had the chance yet to move over here to Brea. Looking for that opportunity in the next few months. But I live by the beach and oftentimes I'll go down to the sand and it's always amazing. I love standing there. And if you've ever done this before, you probably know what I'm about to say. You stand there and the wave comes up, right? And it, it comes up to your knees and then it begins to rush out. If you stand there, what begins to happen? Amen. Yeah, the sand begins to erode. And if I stand there too long, I begin to notice, man, I'm, I'm, I'm in the sand. I'm deep. And if I stand there very long, I'm up to my knees because it's, it's washed it away. Building on You wouldn't want to build a building on that, would you? I mean, that's what a foolish person would do. Hey, I want to live by the beach, so I'm just going to plot my building right there by the sand. Well, we know, what, we know what happens. It gets washed away. That's why they look for bedrock and they build homes on bedrock. Well, the comparison is Jesus says simply this. Anyone who hears my sayings and does them is like a wise person who builds their house on a rock. Well, I look around this room. I see wise people. I don't see any fools in here. At least I don't think so. I see wise people who are saying, I want to I hear what God has to say and I want to do it. I want to be a doer. Everybody say doer. 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 A doer. A person who says, I want to see God accomplish the things in my life that he has intended for me. If you hear and you carefully obey and do exactly what God says, then your life will be blessed. That's what our serious verb is about. It's about saying, God, I want to experience everything you have for me. And I know it's going to require some action. Now, there's going to be some balance We're going to be talking about how you can't earn God's love. You can't earn it. It's by grace that we receive salvation. There's nothing you can do to earn God's love. But there are things you need to do because of God's love. You understand? You can't do anything to get God's love. But because you've received God's love, there are things that we need to be doing in response to that. Some of the things we're going to be talking about in the next few weeks is how the world will know that we are Christ's followers by our love for one another. And that love word is a verb. It's not a passive, oh, I love you. It's no, no. How are, how are we showing that we love? How are we demonstrating? How are we showing action? How are we doing love as a verb? God's word is full of great blessings that, that are in store for us if we'll dig in, hear, and do. Amen? Amen. I got a story for you. Uh, there was a groom and his bride, and uh, they get married, and at their wedding, uh, the grandfather of the son, of the young man, of the groom, comes up and he presents him with a, with a wedding gift. It's a big, beautiful Bible brand new leather Bible and uh, it had never been opened uh, and there on the front of it was their names embossed with gold. It was beautiful. He gave them the box and put the Bible in the box and says, this is for you. Enjoy. So the couple actually got home and went on their honeymoon. They came back from their honeymoon and they were going through all their gifts and, and they were grateful for the, for the Bible but they didn't open it didn't even pull it out of the box. Now they sent off thank you notes as they normally would do, which is routine, right? To say thank you. Thank you, Grandpa, for the beautiful Bible. We appreciate it so much. But every couple of weeks, Grandpa would either call or see them at a gathering and say, so how do you like that Bible? How do you like that Bible? And they would say, well, it's a really nice Bible. Thank you, Grandpa. Thank you so much. And of course, the husband asked the wife, did you send a thank you card? You know, she's like, yeah, I sent a thank you card. Well, he is getting kind of old. He'd see him again. he said, say, how do you like that Bible? You liking that Bible? And they say, yes, Grandpa, we like the Bible. Every single time they saw Grandpa over the months and years, he would ask, how do you like that Bible? How are you liking that Bible? We like the Bible. Thank you, Grandpa. The reality was the Bible was sitting in a closet and had never been opened. Well, one day after a couple of years, they decided, man, what's up with this Bible? So they go into the closet and they pull out the Bible and they pull it out of the box and they, they begin to look at it. And as they opened it up, they found that granddad had placed a $100 bill at the beginning of the book of Genesis. And they're like, oh my goodness. And as they flipped through the Bible, there was a $100 bill at the beginning of every book Of the Bible, totaling $6,600. So every time grandpa's asking, he's wanting to hear, thank you. There's so much in God's word. If we'll open it up and we'll hear from him and do what he says, you will be richly blessed. And I'll come to you and I'll say, so how are you liking that Bible? And you'll say, Pastor Kelly, where's the money? (laughs) That's not what I meant, but. (laughs) Jordan, can I have you come on up to the stage, bro? Help back me up here, man. Over the next few weeks, we're going to look at what it takes to be a doer. What does it take to be a doer? Because it's not easy to do. If it were, everybody'd be doing it. But to do what God says requires faith, trust, courage to step out into some of those things that God is speaking to you, requires determination, dedication, and devotion. These are the things that we're going to talk about over the next few weeks, and it's going to be exciting. I I encourage you, don't miss a Saturday night. It will impact your life, and you will be changed. See, we don't gather here just out of a religious duty. God has called me, my family, and this congregation here to see life change happen in people. And we gather together, and we expect God's presence, and we receive God's word, and we are changed. So I encourage you, be back here and invite some friends, some family members, some neighbors who you know need to hear a life-giving word. But before we head down that route, before we move into the rest of the evening, I got a couple of things that I want to announce. I want to pause. Even in this short little message on being a doer, I want to, I want to ask that we would take a pledge as a congregation to be doers of God's word, not just hearers only. I don't want to pastor a church of passive, powerless Christians. It's not what I'm called to. Life is too short here on earth. I want to pastor a congregation of doers who hear God's word and say, let's do that. Let's do that. Active, powerful, potential filled believers that's my desire and so I hope you'll accept that challenge of being a doer of God's word that might mean changing a lifestyle might mean creating new habits and saying no to unhealthy habits that might mean um, extending forgiveness that might mean extending extra grace that might mean extending charity to those who are in need. That might mean being filled with confidence and being being walking and being who God has called you to be. Confidently. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out our website at wearerefinery.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram at We Are Refinery. God bless.